This is the Frontier Freedom Hour, sponsored by Centennial Institute at Colorado Christian University. Here's Jeff Hunt. Friends, welcome back. We're going to pivot a little bit to some breaking news this week. It's going to affect the sanctity of life battle all over the country. And as you know, Colorado Christian University deeply committed to the sanctity of life. We're pro-life you, of course. Washington Post headline, Supreme Court will decide access to key abortion drug mifepristone. Here's the article. The Supreme Court will decide this term, whether to limit access to a key abortion drug, returning the polarizing issue of reproductive rights to the high court for the first time since the conservative majority overturned Roe v. Wade last year. The Biden administration and the manufacturer of Mifepristone have asked the justices to overturn a lower court ruling that would make it more difficult to obtain the medication, which is part of a two-drug regimen used in more than half of all abortions in the United States. Oral arguments will likely be scheduled for the spring with a decision by the end of June, further elevating the issue of abortion, which has proven galvanizing for Democrats during the 2024 campaign season. The justices announced Wednesday that they will review a decision from the conservative U.S. Court of Appeals for the Fifth Circuit that said the Food and Drug Administration did not follow proper procedures when it began loosening regulations for obtaining mifepristone, which was first approved more than 20 years ago. The changes made over the last few years include allowing the drug to be taken later in pregnancy, mailed directly to patients, and prescribed by a medical professional other than a doctor. Medications to terminate pregnancy, which can be taken at home, have increased in importance over the last 18 months, as more than a dozen states have limited or banned abortions entirely following the Supreme Court's ruling and Dobbs v. Jackson Women's Health Organization. So to help us translate what this all means, we have the absolutely brilliant and talented pro-life spokesperson and analyst from Focus on the Family, the amazing Nicole Hunt. Nicole, thanks so much for being on the show. And as you saw, she has the same last name. She's my wife. I love her dearly. So, Nicole, help us understand what this case means. Yes, thank you for having me on the show. I'm glad to be here. Um, This case is really an important case because what we're doing, we're going back in time here to look at what the FDA originally was supposed to do when it when it approved of these drugs, right? There are specific safety regulations, and in the case of the abortion pill, there were regulations that were simply um, lowered in order to get this pill to pass or completely ignored altogether. And so, really, what this is is this is um, Alliance Defending Freedom coming before the Supreme Court. On behalf, they're there representing the Alliance of Hippocratic Medicine and um, several other uh, medical organizations and a few doctors. And what they're doing is they're challenging the approval of Mifepristone, saying that this was not up to standard and that it needs to be held up to the same set of safety restrictions as any other medication that's on the market. I'm shocked that the radical left did not follow all the rules in order to achieve their agenda. I mean, that's just amazing. <laughs> this has got to be the first time in history that this has happened. But uh, 
<laughs> so Alliance Defending Freedom brings this case and they're just simply saying, follow the rules that are important. I mean, is there a chance that the abortion pill could be completely banned as a result of this? Is that what Alliance Defending Freedom is asking or are they just asking for this to go back through the original process? Yeah, what they're asking is that this would go back through the process and it would be held to the same standards as every other drug. Um, this bill was initially filed about a year ago, actually. So it started out um, as a lawsuit back in November of 2024, and it made its way through several iterations of um, review. The first one was uh, in district court, and that's where um, the initial U.S. district judge actually called for an injunction because in his belief, these, this medication was so unsafe for women that it really shouldn't be even on the market available. And so he called for a block until um, FDA could actually get the medication approved through the proper channels without decreasing any standards for health. Um, and then it was appealed uh, to the Fifth Circuit Court of Appeals, who heard it over the summer. And the Fifth Circuit Court of Appeals gave their ruling down in August. They also had very similar concerns about the fact that these critical safeguards for the protection of women were not being followed. Um, but what, what they did allow was that the uh, the status quo, which is making the abortion pill available, would still be available as it continues to make its way through the process. So this really has been quite a rocket docket for, um, for this measure or for this type of uh, a case. And I'm glad it is because obviously the health of women is very, very important. Um, it'll be interesting to see what the Supreme Court does. But I would argue the Supreme Court has, um, you know, they have they have the desire to make sure that regulations are followed. They are part of interpreting uh, what the law is and then making sure that the institutions in place are um, are following it as it's been um, laid out for them. And so I would think that there is very likely that we'll see the Supreme Court move towards wanting to um make sure that laws are being followed, that they've been interpreted the right way, and that the agencies who are supposed to be following them are following them as they should be. This is going to have a lot of implications, especially during an election year as this comes up. The Washington Post pointing this out. Democrats have tried to capitalize on the backlash to stringent limits and abortion rights initiatives that have played a role in Republican defeats in recent elections in Ohio, Kentucky, Virginia, the Supreme Court's much-anticipated decision to overturn Roe after nearly 50 years was a long-sought win for conservatives that cleared the way for states to quickly restrict or ban abortion. The court majority included three nominees of President Donald Trump, the former president now leading the GOP candidate uh, for the 2024 election, has touted his role in overturning Roe, but more recently has tried to appear more moderate, attracting criticism from some Conservatives. I mean, this is going to play into election issues. And if you've been following the ballot initiatives, it hasn't been great for conservatives, especially pro-life conservatives, places like Ohio and Michigan, even Kansas. So uh, this is going to have very serious implications on the election. But more importantly, it's likely going to hopefully save lives. We've seen thousands of lives saved since the end of Roe v. Wade. Which has always been confusing to me because I thought it was just a blob of cells. If it was just a blob of cells, why all of a sudden do we have more babies? Right? I don't want to, it's just uh, it's kind of shocking. It's a mystery 
out there that ending abortion would all of a sudden save more lives as if there's a life at stake in these. Uh, so you can see how this is going to be something that is closely followed between now and the election. All right. So this case now is heading to the U.S. Supreme Court. It's going to be argued this spring. What happens when a case is argued before the U.S. Supreme Court? Nicole Hunt. Yeah. So what will happen is, you know, each side will get their limited amount of time. Sometimes the justices will give a little bit more, a little bit less. But usually, um, if you're interested in listening, you can get an idea of where the court is, might be going uh, if you tune in during oral arguments. Because usually what will happen is an attorney will get maybe a minute or two, if they're lucky, to be able to start their spiel. And then immediately, Supreme Court justices will begin interjecting with questions. And typically, these questions are aimed at uh, persuading those uh, other justices on the bench to see the issue the way that they see it. Um, so this happened, for instance, with the Dobbs case when that was argued um, last uh, December back. Uh, we were able to listen in and it, it became very clear early on that the justices, that you weren't sure where exactly they might land on uh, that vote uh, based on the way that they were questioning and um, engaging in conversation with counsel you were able to see that they were sympathetic to overturning Roe and were sympathetic to um, upholding the Mississippi state law. So I think it'll be interesting to see how the questioning goes, first of all. So I'd encourage folks to tune in and listen to that if you're interested. Um, but then once uh, arguments have been made, usually within, within a month of that argument, there will be a vote by the justices and they will know which direction they're going. And then the case will be assigned for writing the opinion. Um, however, given the fact that this is a very controversial uh, case, I suspect that we won't actually know what happened until probably close to the very last day of the court term, which will be sometime in early June, right at the beginning of the summer, um, which is what happened in the Dobbs case. Um, I suspect we'll see that happen uh, in this abortion pill case. You forgot a very important component, which is... If the left doesn't like the decision, they will make sure it's leaked via Politico so that you can show up outside the Supreme Court justice's house and try to convince them to change their mind by physically threatening their lives, um, which uh, no one was held account for. Shockingly, no one was held account for this after the uh, Roe v. Wade decision and the Dobbs decision came down during the last cycle. We're talking with Nicole Hunt. She's a pro-life spokesperson and analyst for Focus on the Family about this new critical U.S. Supreme Court case that's going to be heard this spring. And it's going to affect the election. It's going to affect um, a lot of stuff, which we'll cover more when we return. But this is this is important for all of us who are pro-life to be watching. And this continues the kind of the 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 battle for the sanctity of life that our culture is facing. Friends, you are listening to the Frontier Freedom Hour, sponsored by the Centennial Institute at Colorado Christian University. You know we're at the end of the year, and it feels bleak, especially in a crazy state like Colorado right now. What do we do? What's the future look like? Well, at Colorado Christian University, we are training thousands of young Christian conservatives to go out in a variety of fields all throughout this country to help lead the culture for Christ. So go to supportcentennial.com. That's supportcentennial.com and consider a year-end gift. Friends, we'll be back. One segment left. You're listening to the Frontier Freedom Hour. We'll be right back. 